Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, December the 2nd, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, sciential, which means having efficient knowledge capable of or relating to science. Sciential. Hope everyone is enjoying their Thursday. End of the week is almost here. It's coming upon us, coming upon us. Weather here in North Carolina, man, uh, unseasonably warm. Temperatures are expected to get into the 70s uh, for the next few days. And I believe Monday or Tuesday, of course, temperatures drop back down. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's with winter in the South uh, or North Carolina. Can't seem to make his mind up whether it wants to be hot or cold. But once it does, it's cold or somewhat cold. Doesn't seem, it seems like it doesn't have that much, uh, nature doesn't have that much problem deciding whether it wants to be warm and cold when the uh, spring and summer months arrive. It just flat out, it goes right into it. No warning, no filter, no anything, just straight heat. Has a problem with the winter though, it appears. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, also, they're, they're expecting to get some showers finally Monday or Tuesday, and that'll most definitely help with what's going on in the uh, western part of the state. Uh, Mount Pilot wildfires. It's burning a lot of acres. It's been, uh, I think it's been going on for almost a week, or, or just under a week. So, I mean, if it continues, uh, maybe it'll help out a little bit with what's going on over, over there and up there. Man. Certainly has been a a, a, a year of uh, natural disasters. I mean, the fires, the earthquakes, or whatever, what have you. Uh, many say it's climate change. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Time will tell. Time will tell. Wow. Um, I just wanted to take time out to announce that this is the one hundredth episode of this is just a thought man who would have thought who would have known that this caboose (laughs) would be still rolling on the tracks to the tune of 100 episodes man it's been a ride it's been a joy Uh, it's been a struggle but it's been more of a joy than a struggle if I can say that that may sound odd to some but uh, not to me I mean, 100 episodes, man. I got to tell you, just like I told you with the uh, 50th episode, I didn't see this. (laughs) I just didn't. I didn't know if I could complete the task, but I knew that I wanted to, and I knew that I had to. So I guess that's what pushed me on internally, along with the good Lord's grace and mercy, favor. So I I just want to take the time out right now to just say thank you to all the followers and supporters, even the naysayers. Even those that offered constructive criticism, it was heard and it was much needed. Any, any, any criticism I got, I I always, I told myself when I started, uh, you know, Hey, I had to talk with myself. I said, Hey, most people, some people may not like it, but if you're going to really and truthfully do this and be successful and, and put something together that is worthwhile, you got to take, I have to take that criticism and learn from it and build on it. Um, no egos over here. No egos whatsoever. Uh, 
hell, I've been criticized over half of my life, so, <laughs> and I'm still breathing, so why would I allow, you know, hey, somebody say they didn't like it, or they, they liked it, or they didn't like this or that, no problem whatsoever with me, I'm, like I always say, I'm pretty thick-skinned, but man, 100 episodes, and I just want to thank everyone for their support, it, it, it is, it has been a wonderful journey. I mean, it really has. I mean, I know sometimes some of the topics I talk about may seem crazy and out there, but hey, my my only purpose or, or my strongest want out of this podcast is to, uh, not really for me, but to make people think about the world they're living in and the things that that is going on around them. Um, I often say this, and, and, and please understand when I say this, I think we as beings, we need to think more and stop allowing politicians, political groups, social norms control our lives. Whether you think it to yourself, well, it really does. Yeah, it does. Um, if you see enough or hear enough of something, it's, it, it becomes a part of you. It's in, 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 embedded in your brain. And, and, and I just think that we as beings living on this earth need to think more and think more for ourselves. That's the bottom line. I hear so many people, uh, I mean, I got to be honest with you, sounds like they're regurgitating something a, a political figure is. It just does. Doesn't seem, there's no original thought anymore, it seems like. And that's, if I could say that, that's the purpose of this is just a thought, to make you think. Stop going with the status quo. I mean, hey, that's just me. May not be uh, for most or many, but hey, that's just me. Stop and think. Does this really sound uh, conducive to my life? Does it? Is this something I can implement in my life? Does this really help me or help others? Just a thought. Just a thought. One hundredth episode. Man, thank you again to everyone, the supporters, naysayer, whatever the case may be. Just thank you. Thank you for your listening support. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go get it. With that being said, looks like CNN anchor Chris Cuomo finds himself in the hot seat. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. Well, I should say, uh, now CNN suspended anchor, Chris Cuomo. He has been suspended indefinitely by CNN that the media conglomerate was suspended on Tuesday after a release of documents by the New York State's Attorney General. Oh, here we go again. Now, these documents and transcripts, there were documents and transcripts, uh, affidavits from parties involved and also some text messages here we go with this text message. boy <laughs> what is up with people in these phones they're hemming you up they're jamming you up you haven't figured it out by now if you don't want anyone to know what you're saying or thinking don't put it in text form or email form or direct message because it's hemming a lot of people up not just common everyday folks either now, what what they're saying, the state's attorney general for New York is saying what they term is uh, he was involved in shaping his brother's defense 
on his uh, on his brother's sexual misconduct, sexual harassment defense. Now, what what they said that it, it was previously known or even suspe- suspected that he was doing this. Now, apparently, Mr. Cuomo, I gotta say, uh, you, you had to know, man. You, 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 know, you just had to know. Apparently, he uh, spoke with the uh, his brother's staff, then governor of New York staff, about his brother, and um, he may even have offered advice as to how to get ahead of the media frenzy that was going to come out uh, of his, about his former brother and his uh, touchy-filly deeds. If I, I'm not... I, I mean, he wasn't kind of touchy-filly. Man. Now, he, he went on... And it goes on to say he, he continued on to contact other media journalists. Now, this is what really and truthfully uh, opened my eyes and, and quite possibly may have done a man. And, and what they're saying is this form of um, the, the media to media or journalist to journalist uh, type of business isn't unusual. It's, it's, it's done all the time. But apparently he went to um, other media journalists to learn about the women or even those that accused the former governor of uh, of these, these sexual misconduct or sexual harassment allegations. Uh, what were you looking for? Uh, dirt on them? Trying to see how they were living their lives? Or, or were you just trying to see what they were going to say when they came out? Uh, like I said, man, you had to know. That's a no. That's a huge no. You know better than that. Now, this also may have done a man because uh, he publicly uh, on the air months ago before before you know the, the governor was removed from uh, office back in May to be exact he made several statements and, and one of the statements he made publicly on air that he was not an, adv- an advisor but a brother hmm but, like I said, this happened back in May and CNN told him, hey, stop. Now, I get wholeheartedly that that's your brother and you want to do any and everything to help him, protect him, and cover him. I really do. I can understand that. I, I mean, I'm the only child, but I can understand that. That's your brother. You're going to do any and everything to, to protect him and, and help get him out of a tight spot. But this right here of, of you trying to dig and probe into these women's lives or their past or, or hopefully find a hot scoop to discredit. That's what it looks like. It looks like you were digging around, scoping around to discredit these women. And, and I mean, yeah, this is that generation, this era of, of, of that Me Too. And I'm not saying it to be uh, uh, arrogant or whatever, but this this goes, this lines up right with what they their argument is, or one of their arguments is about when women come forward, how they're oftentimes sought out to be discredited. And here you go doing it, which coincidentally you reported on numerous of times of those uh, women that have been impacted by sexual harassment or sexual misconduct and how they've been discredited. And you turn around and do the exact same thing. Huh. I understand that was your brother, but that, that, this right here, that, this, this, this done you in, homie. It just did. Now, now he, uh, like I said, he, he in August, he, he also released another statement. Now, in May, like I said, CNN told him, hey, stop talking about it. 
you can't get it. You can't be involved in this. This is a direct conflict of interest. But in August on air, he stated, I never attacked nor encouraged anyone to attack any woman who came forward. I never made calls to the press about my brother's situation. And now we find out through these uh, released documents and text message. That's exactly what you were doing. You sought out to discredit quite possibly, and you are now discredited. You're discredited on so many levels. Discredited as a, a, a fair and biased news journalist, to say the least. Man, like I said, I understand that was your brother before you put yourself out there. And, and another thing I, I always say that uh, people don't really and truthfully realize or acknowledge that the actions you take or, or decisions and choices you make just doesn't affect you. It affects those around you, whether directly or indirectly. And here's a prime example. Your brother got caught out, caught out, caught out there, and you came to it, thought you were coming to his aid. I, I understand that this is a regular media journalist thing where you uh, you network with other uh, journalists to see what's going on. But uh, I think quite possibly I can rest assured when I say this, you probably should have stayed out of it probably shouldn't even went uh, giving advice to his staff. Why are you giving advice to his staff? You're not a politician. You're a journalist. But that was your brother. And that's, and that, that's what a lot of people are saying. Hey, that was that. He, he, he went under and he flat out told you guys, hey, family first. Like I said, you, you exposed yourself. You, you just did. I understand that was your brother once again, but you put yourself out there big time. And they, uh, it appears the state attorney general has uh, quite a few documents and text messages to back it up. Wow. I mean, you went to these these other journalists to see what was coming down the pipe and you, and you got yourself jammed up. Now, if you're thinking he doesn't have any support, think again. Uh, that show, what was it? Cuomo Primetime or, or whatever it was called, called was um, CNN's number one or, or close to number one rated hour on TV. And when they pulled the plug Tuesday, they pulled it about 6.15 in the evening. Show comes on at nine. So they were left scrambling, trying to find something to put on. Coincidentally, uh, I guess Anderson Cooper, he got an extra hour on Tuesday and Wednesday night, they showed a town hall. What are they going to do tonight? And like I said, if you think he, he doesn't have any supporters, viewers are quite upset that he's been yanked off the air. They said, uh, <laughs> no matter what, they enjoyed what he, what he did. I mean, uh, man, I, I, I just, that's, wow. I, I gotta say, just wow. You, 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 you put yourself out there. You just did you had to know, or at least had a, a suspicion that what you were doing wasn't right. It wasn't right, not even legally, but morally wasn't right. You are a journalist. You have an obligation to report the news fair and biased, but yet you were snooping around. I don't. I honestly don't think you were trying to see what was coming down the pipe. You were snooping around trying to discredit these women. And that state attorney general called you out on it. And, and coincidentally, a uh, side note is uh, the attorney, of course, for uh, his brother, former governor, uh, uh, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, is coming out and saying, see, told you it was a political uh, 
witch hunt. Uh, like I said before, I, I can't I can't co-sign with that. Uh, maybe it was a political witch hunt. Maybe it wasn't. But it, as I said before, if it was a witch hunt, you guys provided the witch. <laughs> you just did. You got caught out there. You got caught up in your own foolishness. And now you're dragging any and everybody into it with you. Because also uh, the former governor is under investigation for uh, quite possibly using his staff to help promote and, and help promote his own personal book. So he's got to fight on that end also. Just reckless. Just reckless overreaching your authority and your bounds for the, the gratification of yourself. And now you dragged your brother into it. He felt compelled somehow, some way to, to help his brother out. Understandable. But man, this right here, they got you over a barrel, man. You you are out there. I don't know how you're going to come back to this. Like I said, uh, CNN said they, they're expending, suspending him indefinitely into a uh, pending further evaluation. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how much further you, you, you need to go because if you're in, I, well, I guess you have to go through your little uh, investigation or evaluation, as they said. I, I guess they didn't want to say investigation, so they said evaluation. Uh, it's an investigation. You got you to gotta see what this guy's been up to. He's been, that right there, you digging around and scoping around on these possible uh, uh, victims or, or, or whatever. Uh, man, you should have known that was a big no-no. Huge no. And then for, you know, uh, like, I, like I said earlier, uh, these cell phones, <laughs> these cell phones and these emails and these DMs or IMs, are just jamming people up left and right. I mean, wow. You're putting things out there. You, you think it's going to be private between you and the person or persons you're, you're, you're reaching out to, but we're finding that they can delete it all they want to. It's still a paper trail. It's out there. Once it's out there, once you hit that sin, it's out there. It's it's open season. And that appears whether what is happening with, with, with the Cuomo brothers. Man, you guys can't seem to get it together. I mean, it, uh, what's done in the dark eventually comes to the light, comes to mind. Uh, I could say how long have this has have you guys or, or the former governor been up to this, but it appears like he's been up to it quite a while because, you know, all these women have came forward and they're pretty much uh, telling the same tale, same memo, you follow the same path, same pattern. I don't think there's no uh, getting out of this. This ain't no political witch hunt. It just ain't. I'm sorry. It j- it's just not. You, you've been doing this for a while and you got away with it and you felt well too, way, way too comfortable with it. And now you've been called to the carpet. You just are. Hey, good luck. Good luck to the Cuomo brothers. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's keep it moving here. After all, after all, this is the 100th episode of This Is Just a Thought, and we're going to keep this caboose rolling. Oh, well, uh, well, now this next story, it, 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 if you've been following the opioid epidemic or opioid crisis and, and what's been going on as it relates to um, 
different states and cities and counties or different states trying to hold um, pharmaceutical companies, drugstores, doctors, quite possibly soon to be uh, some politicians also, because let's not forget a lot of these politicians are in the pocket of these pharmaceutical companies. If you've been following the opioid crisis or epidemic, you know there's been a big fight uh, for at the state level for quite a few that are, are going after, the, like I said, the doctors and the pharmaceutical companies. But they're even going as far as to go after the pharmacy chains. And look like looks like three of them. CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart. And, and that's uh, uh, across the country. But more specifically, a federal jury in Cleveland last Tuesday found that the three nations' largest pharmacy chain, Walgreens, CVS, and Walmart, are legally and quite possibly maybe even morally liable for contributing to the opioid epidemic in two Northeast Ohio counties. Wow. That's first. Because uh, uh, two other states earlier uh, last month, that fight or that ploy or, or that argument was rejected by California and Oklahoma. But in Ohio, it appears, like the federal judge said, yeah, you guys are liable. Now, what the counties alleged and were arguing was that the the, the three uh, drugstore chains or pharmacy chains uh, failed to stop the flood of opioids on the streets and also did little or nothing to stop the false prescriptions from being filed. This, they're saying, created a public nuisance, costing them billions in law enforcement response, social services initiatives, and of course, court costs or the, the, the cost of having a judge or, or DA or or, or attorney for the, the, the defendant or, or whatever or what have you sit in court. They're saying that, that, that this, this war or this opioid crisis, not a war, this opioid crisis that was literally pushed out there to help people deal with uh, pain or whatever costed them billions. Like I said last month, the, uh, this argument was rejected by... Uh, federal judges in Oklahoma and California. Now, if you're saying, you know, if you're saying to yourself, well, what, what's the outcome going to be? That will be determined in uh, the spring by a federal judge. Also, that's the financial penalty of it. Uh, how much money that these, these pharmacy chains are going to have to kick out. Mm, wow. Now I, I can, you know, um, I work in, in, in a retail pharmacy chain. I just do. And, and let me tell you something. I, <laughs> years ago, and, and I still see it to this day, uh, I'm not snooping around trying to find anything on anyone. I'm just doing my job. And, and sometimes I don't even have to tune in or eardrop or, or whatever, however you say it. You, you, a lot of people are talking so loud and so boisterous and they're so excited I have actually sat there and heard conversations between people on cell phones or whether they're in the store with someone just coming to get their meds and then turn right around and sell them. That has to be addressed also. But what they're addressing here is the fact that, the, yeah, because that alludes to what, I, I'm, what, what they're saying. A lot of these doctors were just writing prescriptions 
and just handed it out like you would hand out a cup of water or, or a bottle of water during a marathon in the middle of August. <laughs> Tic Tacs. That's how they were handing out these prescriptions. I saw it firsthand. There's no lie. There's no myth. There's no underlying uh, personal attack. Nope. That's what a lot of uh, doctors were doing. And also, I can tell you, uh, when it goes to those fake prescriptions being filed, hey, a fiend will do anything to get a hold of a prescription bag. At one point in time, it wasn't that hard. I mean, a lot of doctors did just leave it laying around. Hell, at the, the check-in station with the nurses, you could see, I used to see the, the pads there myself. So people come in with these fake prescriptions where they done a writ, or have written something out. And apparently these th- one, uh, uh, all of these three pharmacy chains fill the prescription. Whether they knew or not, it was profit for. And I think that's another thing that is coming out why they're going after these pharmacy chains chains is because of the profit they made. They made uh, well, the pharmaceutical companies made a huge profit. The pharmacy chains made a huge profit. Everybody made a profit off of these opioids. And then, hey, a lot of people picked up on it and, and, and they started saying, hey, I can get me some pills and, and sell it. I can make me some money. And another thing I found out that I found to be quite odd and just, oh man, it was just so so shocking and 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 just just shows the the depths of human addiction and how low they will 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 sink do you know i observed several people that would purposely go to the dentist to get their teeth yanked out just so they could have a prescription for opioids sounds crazy but that's what they were doing and i'm looking like wait a minute you're young as all get up why are you why are you why is your teeth <laughs> but that's what they were doing that's the addiction whatever it takes to get it we saw it with crack we saw it with with cocaine we saw we see it uh, we're still seeing it with those and in, in heroin addicts and now we're seeing it with opioids another form of, of opioid besides the heroin the pills that's that that, that this is just a there's no words to describe what's going on with these opioids now and how people are just misusing it or quite possibly how some people can can become addicted to it from pain that's another problem that was the original purpose of it people were you know they had major surgery or or had been in an accident with a bone broken or, or whatever or what have you. So they gave him the pills to help ease the pain because the regular old Tylenol wasn't or ibuprofen wasn't working. So they gave him this and it helped him. And somehow, some way uh, in their mental, they became in desperate need of it, became addicted to it. That's another fight. How do you get those that, that are on it off? Uh, well, Apparently, uh, what they're what these 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 counties are saying, or these cities, or or were these states that are suing these pharmaceutical companies and and pharmacy chains, and like I said, quite possibly even uh, some of these politicians, is that that the fight ain't over. Just because they win a, a, a lawsuit and they get it awarded, that money has to go to help fight with treatment of this addiction. 
So the fight don't stop with a win in court and you getting some money. That money has to go to help continuously with the fight of addiction from these opioids. A lot of people may not think about that, but that is the reality of it all. That is the world we're living in. Yes, indeed, it is sad, but it's eye-opening also. You know, just like with crack, uh, you had some members in your family that was addicted to crack or heroin or whatever. You got some members in your family that are addicted to these pain pills or opiates, opioids, as they call it. Just to... Certainly, uh, man, I can't even describe how I would say... uh, a different world we're living in. It seems like uh, every so often we come up with a new fight and this appears to be it, this opioid fight. Trying to combat the addiction and, and getting people off of it. Just us. Just us. Well, I'm going to get out of here. Got to go into work a little later on. Just wanted to get up here and just say once again, thank you. 100th episode of This Is Just a Thought. Man, I can't express my gratitude. How grateful and humble I am that uh, people are actually listening and enjoying what the content that I give to them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to just thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening to This Is Just a Thought. This is Stephen Carnegie. Amen.